Elon Musk said he has lined up $46.5 billion to fund his bid for Twitter. So this is answering the biggest question that had loomed over his takeover offer. So in a regulatory filing, Mr. Musk also said he was considering taking his offer straight to Twitter shareholders, bypassing a board that appears dug in. Twitter said Thursday it was reviewing the newly detailed proposal. The financing commitments, about half in bank debt and half in cash, promised by Mr. Musk himself, lend credibility to what had until now looked more like a personal lark than a bona fide takeover play. When he lobbed in his bid last week, Mr. Musk didn't say how he planned to pay for the deal, which is expensive even for the world's richest man. Now, he says he has lined up $25 billion in debt from a group of banks including Morgan Stanley, Bank of America Corp., and Barclays PLC. About half is secured by his shares of Tesla Incorporated, which would require him to pledge more than one-third of his $170 billion stake. Mr. Musk will personally commit $21 billion in equity, and basically this deal is making the equivalent of a down payment on a home. So people familiar with the matter said Mr. Musk is still considering bringing in potential equity partners and has had conversations with some. The extra $3.5 billion his offer for Twitter stock comes to roughly $43 billion likely accounts for the company's outstanding bonds, which might have to be repaid, and the hundreds of millions of dollars in fees that will go to Wall Street banks if the deal gets done. Twitter shares were a little changed midday Thursday. They have been trading well below Mr. Musk's offer of $54.20 per share, a sign that investors are skeptical. So Twitter is still likely to reject his bid, which he described as best and final in the coming days, people familiar with the matter said. But the financing commitments could pressure the company to negotiate. They stand in contrast to the last time Mr. Musk flirted with buying a public company. In 2018, he tweeted he had funding secure to take Tesla private. No money or formal bid materialized, and U.S. prosecutors later determined he never had it lined up. And he said Thursday he is considering launching a so-called tender offer, a direct offer to shareholders that sidesteps the board in a series of not-so-cryptic tweets. Blank is the night and love me tender blank, he has hinted as much in recent days. That effort would be complicated by a defensive move that Twitter's board made last week. It adopted a poison pill, a legal maneuver that prevents Mr. Musk from amassing more than 15% of the company by offering every other investor cheap shares that would dilute his stake. Mr. Musk is a Twitter power user with over 82 million followers and a long history of espousing his views on everything from space travel to cryptocurrencies. And in January, he began buying Twitter stock, becoming the single largest individual investor with a more than 9% stake by April. And since then, he has been using his Twitter account to criticize the company, especially its approach to content moderation, which he believes impedes free speech. Still unknown is whether other suitors might emerge for Twitter. The Wall Street Journal reported last week that private equity firms, including Apollo Global Management Incorporated and 
Tama Bravo LP are kicking the tires, and corporate suitors, including Walt Disney Company and Salesforce, have made bids in the past. But the fact that nearly every global blue chip investment bank is participating in Mr. Musk's bid, except for the two, Goldman Sachs Group and J.P. Morgan Chase, advising Twitter in its response, suggests there isn't a rival bidder waiting to surface. Meaning that financially speaking, this is probably Twitter's best option. If they're trying to be responsible to their shareholders, you know. Feel free to give your thoughts on this. I think it's pretty interesting. And I think it'd be kind of cool to see someone like Elon Musk end up actually buying Twitter. I think that'd be pretty cool. By the way, if you want to learn how to get a debt and master money, go to 40 com. Chris Wallace has total egg on his face. Insider slams CNN Plus host for leaving Fox News to front show a biggest media failure of the century as it shut down after just three weeks and staffers found out on social media. And this has been a $300 million flop, right? And the crazy thing, right, in a previous episode, I went over an article where it discussed like an influencer called Bad Baby, right, who made $50 million in a year, okay? So keep that in mind. A girl who basically shows her body or whatever on her OnlyFans has made more profit than CNN Plus. Keep that in mind. Right? Just think about that for a second. A girl using OnlyFans made more money than CNN Plus. To the point that CNN Plus is literally closing down. So Warner Bros. Discovery will shut down CNN Plus after just three weeks because the $300 million flop failed to take off. New. CNN CEO Chris Litt said it would be pulled at the end of April due to consumers wanting simplicity and an all-in service rather than standalone offerings. He admitted the decision was incredibly difficult but claimed it was the right one for the long-term success of the company. And to be frank, if they made interesting content, then it would probably end up being worthwhile, right, for some people. The only problem is it's so personality-driven, right? And a lot of people don't like the personalities. So the chief of CNN Plus, Andrew Morse, will leave the company, but it was not clear what will happen to famous hosts such as Chris Wallace and Eva Longoria. Meanwhile, lower-level workers reportedly only found out they would lose their jobs over social media and slam bosses for pulling the rug out beneath us. Oh my god, it was a rug pull. (laughs) CNN pulled a rug pull. Litt said workers will get opportunities to apply for jobs elsewhere inside Warner Bros. Discovery, but admitted it was a uniquely uh, bad situation. 
The streaming service was uh, was panned today as one of the biggest flops in U.S. broadcasting history. The $300 million startup was unveiled to huge fanfare in a glitzy New York City launch party, but drew in a pathetic 150,000 subscribers. It was previously reported executives thought its growth rate could have competed with the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post at up to $2.9 million. Critics mocked CNN for shutting down the streaming service so quickly, with one asking, wait, there was a CNN Plus? Donald Trump released a statement congratulating it for their decision to immediately fold for a lack of ratings or viewers in any way, shape, or form. Meanwhile, an industry insider told DailyMail.com, Wallace has total egg on his face for fronting the biggest media failure of the century. But some workers spoke out this afternoon saying they were extremely proud of the work they had achieved over the course of three weeks. Three weeks! Think about that for a second. Three weeks. They literally crashed and burned a company in three weeks. That is insane. (laughs) Absolutely insane. Oh, Lord. So bad. So CEO Chris Litt says decision is right one for the future of CNN. In his memo, Mr. Litt said consumers wanting simplicity and all-in-service rather than standalone offerings, rather than what CNN Plus offered. He said some content will wind up on other company networks, and workers will get opportunities to apply for jobs elsewhere inside Warner Bros. Discovery. But he said that the head of CNN Plus, Andrew Morse, would be leaving the company. Mr. Litt wrote, While today's decision is incredibly difficult, it is the right one for the long-term success of CNN. It allows us to refocus resources on the core products that drive our singular focus, further enhancing CNN's journalism and its reputation as a global news leader. I wouldn't really say it's a global news leader. Key members of staff were reportedly only told about the news hours before a town hall meeting with the CEO at lunchtime. Meanwhile, most of the lower-level workers were left in the dark and only heard about it through the press and social media. Those who cannot get another job at the company will reportedly be given at least six months severance package, while those looking inside the firm will be given 90 days of additional pay. CNN News reported on CNN Plus being shut down this afternoon, claiming it was hyped as one of the most significant developments in the history of CNN. The Twitter post appeared to have misspelled significant, with the full post saying, CNN Plus, the streaming service that was hyped as one of the most significant developments in the history of CNN, was shut down on April 30th, just one month after it launched. I mean, when you think about it, they flopped on CNN Plus and they flopped on their tweet. Pretty crazy. So Chris Wallace, veteran Fox News anchor who was ready for a new adventure. The veteran Fox News anchor Chris Wallace said he had left the network after 18 years because he was ready for a new adventure. He said in this statement he was thrilled to be joining the longtime Fox competitor. He said, I am thrilled to join CNN Plus after decades in broadcast and cable news. I am excited to explore the world of streaming. I look forward to the new freedom and flexibility streaming 
forwards in interviewing major figures across the news landscape and finding new ways to tell stories. As I embark on this adventure, I am honored and delighted to join Jeff Zucker and his great team. I can't wait to get started. And since joining CNN Plus in in the three weeks it lasted, he produced some of the few standout moments. He clashed with White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki when the veteran news anchor grilled her over Joe Biden's lack of sit-down press interviews. She also opened up about some of her most notable moments in the briefing room and discussed her tears over Florida's bill. He also had a heated exchange with the author of the 1619 Project, Nicole Hannah-Jones, where she claimed Americans who fought in the Second World War were guilty of brutally suppressing democracy for black Americans. So, I mean, feel free to give your thoughts. I found this kind of a little bit funny, honestly, right? Because, I mean, it's just like, it just kind of goes to show you just how sad of uh, a state it actually is, right? Let's see, hold on. So, critics, including former President Trump, mocked the website for the quick demise of CNN Plus, while others questioned management for pushing through with the service. He said, congratulations to CNN Plus on their decision to immediately fold for lack of ratings or viewers in any way, shape, or form. It was like an empty desert out there despite spending hundreds of millions of dollars in the hiring of low-rated Chris Wallace, a man who tried so hard to be his father, Mike, but lacked the talent and whatever else is necessary to be a star. In any event, it's just one more piece of CNN and fake news that we don't have to bother with anymore. Whew. So at least Quibi lasted eight months. CNN Plus couldn't even make it 30 days. If I worked at CNN, I'd be pissed. $300 million to launch a streaming service that can't even make it a month. Like, think about that, okay? Think about that. That is crazy. They spent $300 million to launch a subscription streaming service, right? That couldn't even last four weeks. And yet, a girl who posts photos and videos on her OnlyFans made $50 million in a year? Like, think about that. Again, think about that. Think about how bad they suck at this if they could pretty much get beaten, well, not pretty much, they got beaten by a girl with her phone, okay? Think about that. Like, that's insane. Whew. Chris Wallace interviewing Judy Collins should have been the first signal this was doomed. Who was going to watch that? What a waste of $8 million. CNN should have left him at Fox. CNN had three years of playing this out, and they couldn't even last 30 days. What an embarrassment. See, here's the thing, right? What CNN Plus or what any sort of like news or streaming service that wants to become like a streaming service, what they need to do is pay someone, for an example, pay someone like, let's say, a Mr. Beast, right, Jimmy Donaldson, a crazy amount of money to post some extremely evergreen content on their platform, right? Make him basically like the framework or like the the foundation of their platform because he could bring in a lot of views. Now, obviously not as many views as he gets on YouTube. Like he gets like hundreds of millions of views every single month, right? But 
Like, for example, Netflix could easily probably pay Mr. Beast to create like a special type of series, right? Maybe even for like a charity sort of thing, the thing that he does with his charity. Like, they could easily do something like that and just make it something very evergreen, something that people are going to like, that is apolitical, and people are just going to enjoy, right? So it's just, it's kind of interesting. It's just funny that, like, how bad this thing actually failed, right? Well, let's check some of these uh, comments that are probably on this article. If I can actually reach it, my lord. Okay, I guess not. I don't think I can even reach it. Yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to find it. Okay. Oh, no, no, here it is. Time to retire in disgrace, Chris. Baby Huey Stelter went home, put on his My Little Pony pajamas, and ate five gallons of ice cream. CNN and Trusted are no longer synonyms. Synonyms. Synonymous. Wow, I completely screwed that one up. As with so many other outlets owned by the same people who manage CNN. Oh dear, what teeny tiny Mexican mouse ever gonna do? She loved the O so much and loves open borders. America hating teeny tiny mouse ever. Poor little mouse would fit in with the view. They could put her on a teeny tiny pestle between joyless and whoops. Oh wait, that box is already checked with not too teeny tiny but extra wide and short. And just as dumb, the anti-American Ms. Navarro. Oh well, at least Wallace got what he deserved. Dear Lord. Nobody's gonna pay to listen to whiny cryholes and better males. They can watch MSNBC for free. Good. He annoys me and deserves to be on the trash heap of MSM. If only Fredo was still there. Did he not bother to ask about the subscriber count before he took the job? Wow, liberals, they really have no business sense whatsoever. Wait, what? I still have two months left on my free subscription. I want a refund. I doubt he really cares at 874 since his bank money is a couple dozen of millions. No matter where he ends up, I'm sure he's happy not to be associated with clowns like Tucker, Bongino, Gutfield, Waters, Judge, JP, which is why he was at Fox for so long, right? Because Lemon, Stutter, Bash, and Co. are an improvement. Interesting. Okay. Feel free to give your views on this. If you want to learn how to get out of debt and master your money, and master your money better than CNN+, Plus, go to 40 com. Ackman loses more than $430 million on his three-month Netflix bet. This is probably like one of the worst bets ever. So Bill Ackman ditched his stake in Netflix after losing more than $430 million on his investment in less than three months. Like, imagine if you lost $430 million in three months. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy, right? So Ackman's Pershing Square Capital Management said Wednesday it had sold its Netflix holdings after the streaming TV pioneer reported an unexpected drop in subscribers in the first quarter and projected an even steeper decline in the current one. Netflix shares tumbled 35% to $226.19 at the close in New York making it the worst performer in the S&P 500 this year. Ackman became one of Netflix's 20 largest holders this year, 
buying if their stock had already begun to dip over concerns about its subscriber base. And based on price before Ackman disclosed his stake on January 26th, his fund lost about $435 million on his more than 3.1 million share position. His holdings in the company would have been worth about $700 million as of Wednesday's close. So a representative from Pershing Square declined to comment on the size of the loss. So the Netflix peak. Netflix shares climbed as the coronavirus pandemic took hold and peaked in November, more than doubling from the start of 2020. With Wednesday's plunge, the stock is now down 62% this year. And that is like such a crazy amount to be down, okay? So buying, hold on, pause this. Buying after the stock dipped, Ackman said in a letter to investors in January that the opportunity to acquire Netflix at an attractive valuation emerged when investors reacted negatively to the recent quarter's subscriber growth and management short-term guidance. He cited the company's favorable characteristics, including its subscription-based business model and its management team. Pershing's Netflix share purchases were funded by the unwinding of the substantial majority of an interest rate hedge, which generated proceeds of $1.25 billion, Ekman said at the time. In his letter to shareholders on Wednesday, Ekman said his fund overall is down 2% in 2022. He said he has learned from past mistakes to exit bad bets early, and he said he will redeploy the money from the Netflix stake sale to other opportunities. Whew, man, that is like such a crazy thing, but, oh wait, hold on, what is this? Ackman admitted defeat in a short position in Herbalife after a fight with Carl Icahn and banked a $4 billion loss on his misguided bet on the Valiant Pharmaceutical International Corporated. He's also had trouble finding a target for his blank check company, Pershing Square Taunting Holdings, which raised $4 billion in an initial public offering in July 2020 and hasn't yet completed a merger transaction. However, Ackman managed to improve his fortunes in recent years, including back-to-back record years for returns at his New York-based hedge fund in 2019 and 2020. I mean, that's like a pretty interesting thing. Because like, here's the thing, right? This is kind of like the problem that I see a lot with like a lot of hedge funds. Like, here's the thing, right? The majority of people should really just kind of like focus on putting their investments in something like mutual funds or index funds. Like, that's what the majority of people should actually end up doing. The problem that I see is that there's a lot of people who end up basically picking stocks and guess what? When they pick stocks, they typically lose their shirt and then some because the majority of people just don't have the time to actually spend to research any of these stocks at all. So just keep that in mind. If you want to learn how to get out of debt and manage your money, go to 40 com. So I thought this was actually a pretty cool story. Right? So a man, well, actually, a technically cool headline. Man buys 30 tickets for one lottery drawing, 
wins $147,500. That's a pretty good bet. (laughs) So, April 21st, a Virginia man collected a total prize of $147,500 when he bought 30 identical tickets for a single lottery drawing. Oh, pick with Fireball 4. Pick 4 with Fireball. So Benjamin Schuler of Herndon told Virginia lottery officials he bought 30 tickets for the March 28th pick Fortnite drawing, all bearing the numbers 0, 8, 1, 6. Schuler said his cousin, who played the same set of numbers, called him after midnight to tell him their numbers had come up. Schuler paid $1 for 29 of his tickets, earning $5,000 per ticket, and $0.50 for one ticket, earning $2,500, and his total prize was $147,500. And the Virginia Lottery said 27 of the tickets were purchased from the High Up Food Mart in Sterling, and the other three were bought from a 7-Eleven store at Town Center Plaza in Sterling. So, basically, he bought 30 tickets. Well, actually, no. So, basically, 29 tickets, right? Like, imagine that, right? Like, it's basically like betting, like, a crypto coin or a stock that you bought for a dollar will go to, like, five grand per share or per coin, I, this is kind of like the situation where like, oh, like you accidentally found a thing called like Shiba Inu. You put some money into it, like $5 in it, and you ended up becoming like a millionaire. <laughs> like, the luck of this is insane. Because you got to think about it. He put all of that. He basically spent 30 bucks, well, like $29.50, right? For all of his tickets, Right? But the crazy thing is, is that he used all the same number. And him doing that alone made him earn six figures. Like, that is absolutely crazy. I really hope he ends up, like, using this money wisely so that maybe he could put this into towards, like, an investment or pay off his debt first, which he needs to do if he does have debt. Okay, so, yeah. Let's say that you were in his position and you made like a bet like this and how should you like manage this money for your future, the best way for your future? Number one, pay off any and all debt that you have. Number two, create an emergency fund of three to six months. Number three, right? You want to basically put money and like investment that would potentially produce cash flow or be automated. So what I mean by this is either put a lot of this money into like an S&P 500 index fund or mutual fund or, you know, completely fill out your Roth IRA, full out or fill up your Roth IRA or 401k and all that kind of stuff. Or maybe buy a cheap house for cash and just run out every single room or maybe create like an Airbnb or whatever, right? Just so that you could end up 
recording some sort of money coming in every single month? Because here's the thing, $147,500 is pretty awesome, right? But having $500 to $2,000 coming in every single month while also growing the initial amount of money that you put into it is even better, right? Because what people need to understand, yeah, he made $147,500, but he's going to have to pay taxes on that. And also, he's probably going to have a lot of expenses in his personal life. So the actual amount of money that he's going to just truly walk away with after everything's said and done is probably not going to be that much money. It's not going to be life-changing money, but if he manages money correctly in a very well fashion, he could set up his life to be in a much better position. Because, I mean, just think about it. Imagine if you had no debt, you had an emergency fund, and you had some sort of investment producing a monthly cash flow into your bank account, right? Where you could technically actually live off of that, right? Like, that'd be pretty awesome. Like, imagine if you could just get, like, 500 to $2,000 per month every single month. You could live off of that, right? You could technically retire off of that depending on your living expenses. So I just hope he ends up managing his money well enough to where it doesn't really have to worry. Like, he doesn't have to worry about anything. That being said, who knows? I don't know what his personal finance situation is like if he's like a multi-millionaire and he just did this for fun because this is something that he just likes to do for fun he could just buy a lamborghini with this if he really wanted to right or buy a new porsche or buy a ferrari or buy i don't know a trailer or buy a hundred and forty seven thousand one dollar tickets well i mean technically not that much because he's going to pay taxes on this but i'm just saying I don't know his personal finance situation, but it really all just, you know, depends, right? Like, if he's in a really good financial situation, he can basically do whatever the hell he wants to do. If he's in a really bad financial situation, if he's got a lot of debt, he needs to attack that, he needs to pay off his debt, he needs to set up his financial situation in a way where he has a lot more freedom. Because think about it, if he really likes playing the lottery... If he gets himself out of a bad financial situation, he could end up playing the lottery even more so, right? I mean, there have been people who did win the lottery multiple times. I mean, there's been like a there's been like this one person who won the ten million dollar scratch off lottery game twice in under like three years, which is crazy, right? Like, imagine winning ten million dollars twice in under three years. Like, that is insane, absolutely insane. But there's just some people who are that lucky, right? So if you end up being lucky enough to be in a similar situation, if you've ever won the lottery or if you potentially will ever win the lottery, just make sure to follow a step-by-step plan to manage your money in the best and simplistic way possible so that, one, you don't end up taking a misstep and completely screwing up your financial situation because you probably heard the statistics about the majority of lottery winners end up going bankrupt after five years of winning the lottery. Like it's absolutely crazy when you think about it. So I hope 
the best for him and anyone who ends up winning the lottery. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's super lucky. And that's a pretty nice prize of money to win. If you want to learn how to get out of debt and manage your money, go to 40inbox.com.